Hey, you're listening to the Combo Wombo Podcast. With me, as always, is Mr. Gimpy, and I am Chipped Monk. <laughs> What's uh, up, Chip? Another week, bro. We're making it happen. Barely, uh, dude. Barely. <laughs> Got the Combo dude, Wombo mug ready to rock. Bro, I didn't even have any coffee uh, in my place. Like, I ran out. Damn. So now I'm, like, fiending. I was like, oh, I'm going to start the podcast, but we try and do these in the morning. And like nothing's open around me, where I'm like, I don't want to go for an adventure. I don't want to order out. Like, I feel like that's like the ultimate like uh, excess, where I like order like Starbucks or Caribou or like some major coffee. I'm like, bring me a cup of coffee, and like I don't yeah. want it fancy. I just want a plain ass cup just, of just coffee. Black. <laughs> yeah, damn, damn. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I see if I if I'm at home. Like my cup of coffee is pretty plain, just like cream, and I don't use sure I use honey. Um, but uh, if I'm out, I have to have something that I'm not going to make at home. You know, like like that's the difference. A little bit like, take up. Yeah, uh, never look at the nutritional facts for like any of those drinks, dude. Like it's a meal. I was like, uh, I usually get like a, like a campfire mocha uh, yeah. if I do get something fancy, and I'm out there and about, and like so many like so much sugar, so many like calories in that thing, dude. Where it's like. Oh, this is basically like an ultimate energy drink. Like this is like three energy drinks, like poured down uh, with like some whipped cream on top. Like it's nuts, dude. It's it's mostly all whipped cream. I feel once you get to a certain point, because I think the strategy with making like a coffee drink, right? It's like, what can we do? All right, simple syrup, ass ton of whipped cream. Uh, you know that secret sauce, some fairy dust, and that that shit's like like a thousand calories each. You know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let me turn you on to this to um, shit I found out about. And this was through like, uh, like you ever just like going through and like you're ordering shit online quick and not really reading like what you're ordering every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh man. Uh, so I get groceries delivered sometimes. Speaking of excess, uh, yeah. living um, yeah. the life, the future life. Uh, and so like I ordered, I was like, oh, because it's like negative degrees out. And so I was like, I'm going to get some hot cocoa. So I get the hot cocoa and I ordered like, I was like, oh, I'll get that OG whipped cream. I ordered it. I accidentally ordered a coconut whipped cream. Okay. Never going back. Never really? going good, back. Huh? Yeah, dude. It's so good. I, I like, like the coconut milk in my coffee too. Instead of like, like milk, the coconut milk's yeah. delicious. Yeah, dude. I'm never going back. Coconut whipped cream, dude. Like it's a game changer where I'm like. Oh, I feel like anybody who's not fucking with this is just poor now. Because <laughs> like, it's like a 50 cent difference. And I'm like, why wouldn't you pay 50 cents more for like a, a substantially better product? Like, you got your food delivered. You got the 50 cent more coconut creamer. You, you, you get your yeah. all of your jewelry and your Rolex watches delivered directly to you, man. You're you're uh, you're living the high life out there, man. High flying profiling, bro. <laughs> like with the custom watches. Uh, got, got a little bit of the Ric Flair going, woo! you know <laughs> uh i know you said like you fell or like your inner broke or whatever i was like yeah she showed up for those jake paul fights they did sh- yeah 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 like, they start doing like slap fighting <laughs> like like in the middle like in between like fights they're like we're going to do ultimate slap fight like they think they call it slap strike or some bullshit well because rick like, is known for his chops right yeah so it's like, i feel that that's why they did it but it's such a weird thing we're talking about the jake paul uh ben Askren fight uh, yeah that was just the other night at the time of recording this so yeah months ago at this point <laughs> oh man uh yeah oscar de la hoya showed like 
I feel like the whole thing was structured so that it sounds like a fucking fever dream when you're telling like a normal person about it. <laughs> it you really know what I'm saying? Like if you like you watch the Jake Paul fight, uh fucking they had performers like Snoop Dogg showed up, Ice Cube, uh fucking uh E E forty, uh Too Short, Doja Cat performed, <laughs> fucking they had Ric Flair slap boxing, fucking <laughs> It was nuts. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya showed up talking about how he's going to fight July 3rd. He's like, July 3rd, you're going to see. I'm like, what the fuck is this, dude? Like, it was, it, the whole thing was like a fever pit. And it went on way too long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a pretty weak card, right? Like, overall. Yeah, like, none of those people had, like, they're all, I think, basically exhibitions. Normally okay. they try to have like one or two actual boxers like co-main event. Yeah. Uh I stopped watching uh, a little bit after the slap strikes with uh Ric Flair. <laughs> Jake best, Paul best time to stop. won. <laughs> yeah, I went to the watch <laughs> UFC after like I was like, I'm gonna go watch some actual combatants right doing right. the thing. Man. <laughs> yeah. So so uh last night I I did jump on to watch the fights with you with you boys and uh uh, my internet died shortly after it was gone for most of the night. I was just like, F it, and went to bed. <laughs> uh, it doesn't sound like I missed much outside of you the miss similarity. Anything, yeah. Yeah. It's, crazy. it's not that you can't find like on a, a YouTube comp video of like, just show me random shit that's yeah. happening like in the world. So it's, it's funny with like all of the, the big fights or whatever. They're on, it's on YouTube like 30 minutes later anyway. So yeah. I think the last big UFC events, I, literally watched it on youtube the next day uh that mike tyson uh exhibition that came out i just watched the whole thing on youtube the next day and uh, you know but shit happens i feel if you're okay with that with not watching it live it's so easily accessible now the next day where if you're even slightly interested in it you can eventually find it yeah, yeah and i feel like snoop dogg's been appearing at all this shit like everyone's like what's up with snoop i was like hey, he just likes the fight game he's been in it forever yeah uh he's part of like uh extremely shady organizations that may or may not had ties to underground organizations that may have uh been deep in vegas <laughs> snoop, snoop likes sports in general though he's like yeah you, you ask him and he's he's there man i think he yeah, he uh, he loves hockey as well. Like people don't realize that he's at some. He was at a bunch of LA uh, hockey games. I think he actually had season tickets for a while, too. So I mean, uh, hockey, soccer, like Snoop supports it all, man. And and you know he's a coach too, like football coach and like uh, uh, going out there doing community work with the kids. You know, so shout yeah. out to Snoop, man. He's actually doing some. Snoop Dogg is you know our generation's willie nelson that's all it is man just a good dude who's high all the time just trying to make the world a better place that's all that's all snoop is man he was in (laughs) true crimes streets of la dude hell yeah hell yes (laughs) uh snoop so everything bro he's popping up everywhere i feel like uh he's probably i know like He's been doing stuff like AEW, like wrestling too. I think yeah, he's Snoop came video out. Game. Snoop straight up did a weak ass frog splash. Like, <laughs> shout out to Snoop, <laughs> man. He got up to that top rope, looked wobbly as shit, 
and his, you know, he's like, an old man, dude. He's like, like what? Six, how tall is he? he's like six three, six four, or something like that? Yeah. He's, he's actually he's actually decently decently sized. And uh, dude, off the top rope with like the weakest ass frog splash I've ever seen, the most unconfident frog splash ever. Uh, but he did it, man. He was out there. Like Snoop loves wrestling too. That's it's it's awesome. Like I, I think Snoop, no matter where he goes, he elevates whatever you're watching. Even if it's like a Martha Stewart living, right? Like Snoop Dogg's on there. Like what the shit? I I I woke up too early. I'm hungover. I'm watching Martha Stewart trying to trying to shake off this hangover. And here's Snoop. Like this is before they were yeah. friends too, right? When he just like showed up and they became friends after that. So yeah. <laughs> like, I want to say they met on like Conan O'Brien or something. Like. Or they were was both it that like okay. I, th- I thought it was like I want to say he was the connect, like maybe. Hollywood Squares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was some other like thing where he's like, "Oh, Martha's here," and he's like, "I'm just going to invite myself." To do what Martha's doing, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah, man, Snoop, Snoop in uh, True Crime for for real. Uh, the thing I heard is, she like, got the plug from the Crenshaw Crips in fucking prison. <laughs> Martha, Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart's in in, in the fucking slammer, sea walking to 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 uh, Chow. <laughs> <laughs> oh Living man, it, love to see it, dude. You know, she was she actually got started out as like a model. Martha Stewart. I believe it. Like, like, she's, she, uh, yeah, man. She, we just know her old. Holding it together. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, she's not that old, bro. <laughs> How <laughs> old dare man you Chip. put some respect uh, on that old man? Chip. Martha Stewart's not that old. I'd hit it. <laughs> yeah, I just she did like some crazy ass thing where she was like putting like a dating profile out there at one point, like on like a website. Where she's just like, oh, people are doing online dating. Let me try this out. And everyone's like, Martha, you can't just fucking do that. You're famous. Right, right. Wasn't didn't Drake get extra thirsty? Uh, try to go after her. Drake has like this Drake weird has thing always with old been, women. <laughs> he's like, uh, there's like a ton of memes about like uh, him like being sad like at clubs and shit because like women won't text him back and stuff. Like <laughs> he's always been like weirdly thirsty and like uh, clingy, according to the the world. I believe it. Uh, I believe it. I don't I have no idea. Like he doesn't really talk about any of that personal shit. Like, like, like I, I like Drake to... like everyone else, right? But I gotta say, whenever you hear his songs, does he have like the sad timbre in his voice? Where, where like every time he raps, you're like, this dude just got done crying. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I feel like that's a lot of his projection on that, where he's got like a, a soulful uh, toner <laughs> to like his, uh, Spouse, to his you know, his voice. So everyone you know, just kind of projects. They're like, he must be heartbroken. Must suck having millions of dollars. Just go out there and find some women, bro. It can't be too hard. <laughs> For sure. But yeah, man, Drake's a rapper who hasn't been in a game, I don't think. You know, I, I, I don't think Drake's been in a game at all outside of his music. I don't think him himself has in, been in a game. I know a bunch of people are coming over for like NBA, like the 2K series or whatever, dude. Yeah, like, uh, he did the soundtrack to uh, like 2K. 13 or 14 or something like that uh like jay-z did one and then drake did one i believe i know like but, some um, of them like had like characters in like the he, like, might, weird... he might have been because he's he's so tight with the toronto raptors where i'd believe it where he's basically their number one cheerleader that uh bandwagons every other team uh <laughs> he was losing it when they won uh the oh yeah whole thing yeah yeah was, with, for good reason i mean he's canadian just that shit makes sense uh you know and and i think that uh, uh 
Yeah, I don't think there's any other like newer celebrity that's that's associated with a sports team like that. Like you know, the Lakers had like Jack Nicholson, and uh, uh, you know, uh, the Knicks had Spike Lee, and then the Raptors have Drake now. Like, there's no other like you know, Spike Lee and, and Jack were were like staples of their of their teams, and now Drake's going to be a staple of the Raptors. There's no other like big celebrity on the come up that's like always at a sports game. I I, I feel like that's like outside of COVID and stuff, it's kind of missing now, you know, like there, there's always a good deal. Like in the nineties, uh, Reggie Miller, uh, uh, versus Spike Lee, just talking a bunch of trash to him. And then that was the whole story. So it made you watch yeah. it going, everyone knows who the hell Spike Lee is and, and basketball player Reggie Miller is going at him on the court, right? Just, just court talking side the whole drama. time. <laughs> like, like that, that stuff, like, like that's what like WWE based it itself on right that sports entertainment aspect right where yeah. where it's just the spectacle of the whole event like like you go there expecting to see like like basketball or and, and wrestling like wrestling or something but you stay for the for the interpersonal drama that happens throughout the these events and yeah. uh and, and i feel and i feel that's going to be the best segue in the world to 50 cent blood on the sand <laughs> interpersonal drama interpersonal drama man uh so 50 cent had when he came up um with uh get rich or die trying um he you know was famously shot nine times survived it had like his jaw wired shut and then like his jaw like rebuilt or something so he has like this this uh unique delivery right and uh he 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 completely Changed the the rap game by doing mixtape after mixtape after mixtape and just releasing them constantly. He was the first rapper to to really do that and changed how mixtapes were because mixtapes were seen as something low bar and low quality, but but Fifty actually had high production values and they were all they're basically every single that you could have and and it was on a Fifty Cent mixtape. Uh, so he he hits big, right? He signs signs with Eminem, Dr. Dre, Aftermath, Shady Records, and he doesn't just sit on his laurels of his fame, right? He does. He made like a movie. He's got a yep. book. He's yep, out there. Yep. He, he does. He is like he's got the, beef with uh, Floyd Money Mayweather, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. For the uh, amount of love, for the high level troll that he is, I gotta say you gotta respect his hustle, water. man. You gotta respect his hustle because. Uh, uh, so he goes, I want to, he's like, we do a really bad 50 cent impression here though. I, uh, I won't, I won't be on video game. You want, I'm sorry, 50, why you're mumbling? I can't, I'm always mumbling. I got to get rich and die trying. You know, <laughs> like, what, I'm 50? In, man. Like, I won't be on many men. Like, what? many men, bulletproof my game. And then, so, <laughs> so after They're that, like, all right, take it. Spin that into it, gold, just boys. It, just do it. <laughs> so, so 50 just, I, I believe he bought. A stake in a video game pub or a video game creating company. I think it was. I think he had a, a stake in Vivendi, the publisher, when, back when that was still around before it got bought out by Activision. And I can't remember what game development studio made the first game. But uh, Fifty Cent's Bulletproof came out, which was basically um, Max Payne with like a with like a rap cent. with Fifty Cent and a rap <laughs> culture um, surrounding it. Um, him and G Unit made uh, unique tracks that only appeared on that game, 
and um, you had like G Unit was his supporting cast. Um, Dr. Dre was like an, an arms dealer in that game, and Eminem was a corrupt police officer because, of course, he was, right? Yeah. Um, the game didn't sell very well, but it reviewed surprisingly well, and it was surprisingly it had, like, well a made. Swear button, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. You just hit swear. like a button to just press this press x to say f or whatever yeah yeah so it was a taunt button a dedicated taunt button and it made uh people aggro to you but then when they aggro to you you did more damage so uh so that was bulletproof bulletproof was a very short game i think it could beat in like five to six hours uh after that 50 cent you know did again this man did not rest on his laurels he came out going Hey, uh, I got uh, man, new new game. We got to make what fifty? I got I got to make new man fifty cent. Blood on the sand. <laughs> so, a new album. So <laughs> what? So someone <laughs> deciphered through all the bubbles and saw, and then they came out the sequel. This to is Bullet why Proof. Little John's always sitting there like what? Huh? <laughs> exactly. Okay. You can never, you can like, never understand because of fifty you know, John's wired shut. He's like, I'm uh, way too trying to talk to fifty, man. He's like, he's like, <laughs> uh, uh, let me let me ask twenty questions. What fifty? Twenty-one. Would, if uh, if I made another video huh? game, would you still love me? <laughs> yeah, we'd still love you, fifty. So he took that off the twenty questions remix <laughs> and made fifty cent blood or it blood on the, the top sand of the list. like. <laughs> 50 Cent Blood on the Sand is what it was called. And this one introduced co-op where you played as a member of G-Unit, which I'm pretty sure, uh, I th- I, th- I think it was, Ca- I, I don't know if Cassius was a member Shout of G-Unit, I can't remember. G-Unit. Yeah, so straight up, they, uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, but, I feel uh, like everyone never talks about G-Unit anymore. They, I think... It's well, well. We'll get into that in a second. Let me let me finish my thought here because I got something. <laughs> You're like, oh, we got blood on the sand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. G so, unit, fifty cent. Like, so I'm a high level so, shit right now. So fifty cent, right? Like I said, him and WWE are on that same hustle wavelength where this it's sports entertainment. Reminiscing about G unit. <laughs> so this dude, this dude goes. Uh, my, my 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 first game was was, was my first game was real fun. And we got we got elevated. We got elevated. What's what's going on in the world right now? Well, fifty. Yeah. There's a war in the Middle East. Yeah, I have a concert in the Middle East, and someone stole my gold, my my my, uh, <laughs> my, my skeleton idol. They what fifty? So anyway, the story of the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fifty gets some stuff stolen from him, right? Or as the game says, someone someone copped my shit. Right? <laughs> straight straight from him from the concert. To cop some shit, dude. For, for sure. So uh, fifty Many gets his. His, uh, like, crystal skull. It was like the Indiana Jones crystal skull stolen from him, right? From his concert in the Middle East. This is pre-crystal skull, bro. This is pre-crystal skull. So, so Steven Indiana Spielberg, Jones George stole. Lucas, exactly, st- played cents. Blood on the Sand, and literally, just like the game said, stole the crystal skull from him. So There's, like, there's just, like, two, uh... Old white men, they're like, what else can we steal from the African-American? <laughs> <laughs> please please uh, keep like that George Lucas. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, you're on this. So after the concert, 50's looking through his uh, stuff and goes, where's my motherfucking crystal skull? Right? And uh, yeah. the member of G-Unit's like, like, yo, homie, let's get that shit back. And this is like a really bad impersonation of it but the voice acting was fucking terrible but great <laughs> this is yeah. a this is a b-movie made made real in video game form so interactive 50 cent goes goes uh, nobody steals my shit i'm bulletproof motherfucker and referencing the first game and then he goes i guess it's gonna End be some album. blood on the sand and then <laughs> <laughs> game starts so you're sitting there you got
got it's a, it's full co-op I might add and the game has a has a really in-depth score system where it's like um, if you've ever played the game the club made by bizarre creations where it's like this uh, third person shooter where the more stylish kills you got the higher score you got so so the whole game plays on a score system like that it's like fucking uh, shoot third person shooter devil may cry <laughs> but yeah. 50 cent so you get bullet time. You have the taunt button. Um, other rappers are there. It has uh, unique uh, music from Fifty and uh, G Unit throughout the entire game, um, and it was. How come what, we're not getting a remastered version of Blood on the Sand, bro? Please, somewhat just share this share <laughs> this clip as much as you can. Share it to Fifty directly, man, and yeah. and I'm pretty sure he'll laugh at me making fun of, of how he speaks, and then he'll I make fun he'll of make me, fun which of, is fine. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he a, he's a good he's dude. He's a pretty good sense of humor, man. He's, honestly, a, he's a good like, dude. And uh, unless so, you get beef with him and try and cop his fucking crystal skull, out yeah, of yeah, man, Fifty, I'd help you get your crystal skull back, brother. I, I would. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So yeah, like if I like saw Fifty, he's I'm like, what's wrong? Fifty's like. I'm like, what? When, bro? Where are they at? I got your back. Let's go. I'll go find this shit, bro. You get to the concert. <laughs> I feel. I feel like, like, like. I think Fifty got used to, like, maybe his his jaw healed up, and maybe like the rap's not like because it's easier to understand him now, right? From from like twenty years ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's probably like part speech therapy, part like, uh, you know, just recover. Like, you probably got it redid too at some point, like. He's like, yeah. now you have some money. He's like, I can get a professional to go in there and like <laughs> scrape yeah. up and clean up some of that shit, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. I know like a lot of uh, musicians and stuff will do that for uh, their nose, like their nose and, and stuff. Their teeth. Like, yeah, we yeah, get, you're better. Yeah, get it all redone for sure. Like, I got some money. I got to fix my shit now, and this changes their voice completely. And you're like, all right, this is different, <laughs> right? Right. I would love a remaster or a sequel. What, whatever, man. Just, just, just get it done. Just get it done. But uh, yeah, it's this a co-op Max Payne style game. Which I mean, why hasn't there been a co-op Max Payne yet? Right. Like it's a solid third-person shooter. Solid. Just there was, the bro. It was Fifty Cent. Blood yeah, on the sand. Exactly. And, Your uh, wish was granted. Did you wasted it? I need, need another one, dude. Um, but yeah, it's now, now the thing with with like rap games is it didn't sell very well and admittedly i played it off of buying it on used for three dollars at gamestop right um but it was a solid ass game and what 50 did uh, i feel like no other celebrity like based game really does of just taking what it is knowing knowing that it's kind of ridiculous and just going over the top with it you just you instead of of banking on your fame you make something that's actually fun and use your fame to to market it right yeah like, to elevate that yeah i feel uh, a like lot when, of people... when you're saying this like i was like just thinking back i was like i don't think there's like a lot of terrible rap tie-in video games no no like uh, you go back to like uh, Shaq Fu. <laughs> like, uh, Shaq Fu was terrible. Sha- Let's not Shaq. Shaq Fu. I'm, I'm counting that as a as an athlete. <laughs> the game, even though Shaq's you, you a rapper. Know, Shaq is a legitimate rapper. He also in AEW wrestling. Uh, he just took like a, a back to the table. Somehow everything like connects back to a, a, all elite wrestling and Shaq. Uh, and, and like and rap and the rap game. I feel like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, like Shaq Fu was an okay game. All right, it was a horrible fighter, but it was yes. an okay game for like the Sega. Like, if you didn't know any better at the time, like, you're like, ah, all right, no, you yeah, Shaq in it, <laughs> you like, 
from the person. height of Street Fighter and height of Mortal Kombat. Like, there's no way <laughs> in hell you're playing Shaq Fu over either of those games. But I get what you're saying. He took a right, not there so, and made it ridiculous. Uh, Wu Tang Shaolin style for the PlayStation One. Did we get a good rap fight game? <laughs> I'll give you that. And that game was kind of crazy. 1999, bro. <laughs> but you had, uh, they came up with that Wu-Tang controller, which was like the du- shape with the Wu logo that was apparently uncomfortable as hell. But the game played like, the game bro, played like a modern. you have a W-shaped controller, <laughs> yeah, exactly. bro. Like, That's cool. You're like, oh, this would be good. Like, it's like the least, you're like, let me play this video game with a steering wheel. <laughs> uh, the, so that game actually played like, um, what Mortal Kombat became in the um, early 2000s, like the dial a combo 3D fighters. Uh, yeah. It looked like Tekken played like Mortal Kombat. And you had. Honestly, it was like based on the uh, Thrill Kill. Thrill Kill engine, like, yep. Yeah. Yep. And like that game, I think, is like, was banned or canceled? Like, yes, that game has a very. I played it. Have story. you ever played it? Yep. Yep, I did. Did you play did. it on bootleg? Of course, like I think that's the only the way you can play it, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> like I get like a buddy who was like, "You gotta check this shit out." Uh, and he's like, "He, uh, I happen to have had like a modded PlayStation One, but I didn't like yep. understand the significance at the time." It's pretty, uh, yeah, because like he had to like go in there and like it was like chipped and like a soldered and like I happened to get it like secondhand from like a buddy who was like, "Oh, blah blah blah, I'm getting rid of this one because uh, they just want a new one or what?" I don't know. I didn't ask questions. I was just like, awesome, PlayStation. Uh, and like, my buddy's like, oh, I, I got this. It's like a bootleg this, but uh, go ahead. Like, you can't play unless your PlayStation's modded. I'm like, I think mine's modded. I don't know. Let me borrow it because it's just a CD. And yeah. It was like, boom, thrill kill. That game was fucking weird. Uh, it was so incomplete. It was. I think it was just like first run because it had credits when you beat it. Um, it's like the, mostly finished, but it was main, like stages where everything was black in it. <laughs> like, yeah, and I think that just was the design they did because they had that like weird kind of slightly horror and dominant. Yeah, I think it was like they're in an asylum or some crazy asylum, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the main character from that game that people know, maybe not by name, but by like sight is belladonna um um it's just like a, a dominatrix style character with um with like a thrill kill which was the fatalities in that game uh the game actually played like power stone it was like a jank ass power stone before power stone existed and it was a decent fighting engine and the fact that thrill kill didn't come out wu-tang um, they wanted to make a, f- a fighting game, right? Like they they uh, they played Eternal Champions, they played Street Fighter. You know, they had obviously the the martial art movies connections, and all of their names were based on martial arts movies. So why not uh, take those the movies that are based on, take some of the fighting styles from the from the movies, and, and go with it? Hell, their first album, Thirty Six Chambers of Sha- Shaolin, is. They got the name from the Thirty Six Chambers, you know, with Gordon Liu. Shout out! Uh, I but, still do that uh, reference all the time for the Thirty Six Chambers of Shaolin. You know, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, you know, why not? Uh, and once again, that's it's. Uh, you hit me with like the young Wu Tang Clan. Like all their kids are now in a group. Yeah, second like, generation Wu. Yeah. <laughs> They're I'm good. Man. I like still them. Call it like the continuation or whatever. Like. It's also a, a, a the dynasty or some shit because it's also a major theme in kung fu films. Yeah, uh, where yeah. it's like uh, the family prestige, like the face. Where it's like now you have to fight everybody with surname Tong. Uh, yep. Like, yep. What the fuck? Yeah, all right. 
Well, they could say because they're actual descendants of the Wu, right? So I can't yeah. believe we're getting into this conversation, but let's do it. Um, and, <laughs> and like, but like musically, Wu Tang. There's always been Wu Tang, right? With uh, yeah. and and after that, um, uh, you had the Killer Bees, who were associated with Wu Tang because they're like friends that could use the Wu Tang clout to get to get over. Yeah. So why would their kids like be Killer Bees when they're actual descendants of the true Wu? You know what I mean? Right. Like, they're from the main just, branch. They're yeah, the main that, family branch, sense. bro. I guess, I guess so they they actually uh, loaded up on more members too. They got uh uh Ghostfaces, one of Ghostface Killer's sons is like joined up and yeah, man, it's I think Inspector Dex kids on there too and yeah, it's I, I hope they release a full album cuz that single they did uh was was good. I mean, it was definitely it was a remix of of Cream, but it was like Cream's a fantastic song. Like why, why wouldn't you, right? Yeah, man. Uh, but but yeah, man. Rappers taking gaming, uh, knowing it's kind of ridiculous that they're starring in it, and then just putting it to a new level, just making it just pure fun. And yeah, go lean more in towards like the entertainment, more into like the like I've heard that like from uh, the Beastie Boys, uh, who were yeah. you know rappers, where they said like they want to tell like fantastical gangster stories about like. It's where you like songs like intergalactic and stuff, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, where yeah. like they, they want to take things to like make it fantastical, make it fun, make it, uh, you know, like just different. Uh, yeah. And so like, I feel like a lot of like people in the rap game, like the, it's a lot of braggadocious and stuff, but like, I think at like the heart of like earlier, uh, like eighties and nineties rap, it was like about like, uh, it's about spinning like a fantastical tale of the, like, you know, like, uh, ice cubes, like it's a good day or whatever. Like, you yeah. know, easy yeah. like with these crews of you know like uh yeah right so there's a lot of really good like og songs where it's just like about like being in a fantasy like like what video games are like it's a form of escapism where it's like like also now it's like escapism but like also with like fantastical elements but like with a gangster genre of, like yeah. i'm trying to escape like uh all this madness around me so Right, you know? right, right. It, just like, or you take that madness and you embrace it, like Fifty Cent did on Blood on the Sand. You know, just yeah, <laughs> let's go full bore. Um, I so speaking you know, of rappers like, and games, uh, man, yeah, a great job of that uh, is uh, Saints Row the Third. Yeah, it's like it, the intro. Yeah. We got the Kanye's uh, No Man power. Have All That Power. Yeah, power. <laughs> it's like yep. Yep. it's yep. just like the best That's, intro. Like it's the best intro. Of, uh, of that, like, there's no better intro. Like, I I thought the game itself of Saints Row the Third was kind of mediocre, right? But that intro was so great. <laughs> yeah, and like Saints Row, like uh, I think the fourth game and stuff, like they kept going. Like it just became even more crazy and fantastical. Where like eventually becomes president and aliens invade, and then like they find out they're in a simulation, like and then they're in like a Tron world. Dude. Like it keeps <laughs> yeah. going, dude. Like yeah. uh, Gat uh, went to hell and then battled out of hell and was alive again because he was he was too damn <laughs> too damn strong. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah the game, uh, Saints Row games take that 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 uh, hip hop mentality and just go with it. They they're like, hey, we're the alternative say... to GTA, but we're just gonna go fucking balls to the wall. I want to say that. It was a spin-off of the True Crime series? I think it started off that way. Like the f- it <sighs> which is also where like I want to say like they all have like DNA from that fucking Snoop Dogg game, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh True Crime uh, spun off into uh 
Sleeping Dogs, which um, okay. basically was was like the uh, and like Snoop Dogg was like was started. It was like in True Crimes, Streets of L.A. and like that's he was a off cop in that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it spins off into Sleeping Dogs, which which um, they're they're all chasing that GTA money. So that so yeah. so I think GTA is like that the starting seed to true crime to sleeping dogs to uh saints row and the first saints row is basically a gta clone saints row 2 um, added a lot more comedic I elements would say into it gta a, 1 and 2 are micro machine clones bro they have open world though that, that just because yeah it's, it's like it, it's like that og micro machine game but like if you could like get out the car and run around because like this <laughs> I feel like the first game, there's like no real implicit like uh, like you're a criminal, and I think in two you're a cop, so you're like actually like chasing around criminals in that. You were, I can't remember. Yeah, bro, you were a cop. You're an undercover, were you an undercover cop. cop. Yeah, because okay. okay. that has an FMV intro to the game. Okay. Uh, I haven't played two in literal years, so I can't remember. Yeah, I haven't all. played it in years. Like it's all kind of slowly coming back. I'm like, motherfucker, you're a cop in that game. Uh, like, <laughs> Yeah, dude, the game was basically Micro Machines is what I'm saying. Uh, with FMV okay, intros, that. top down, you're a cop now, <laughs> and, like, you're in a city. It's all, like, 2D top down, like, for two. And then, like, three, like, changed the game completely. Where yeah, it's, like, three, three is definitely my Like, everything. It's those, yeah, yeah. It's one of those games that is a staple to the point where I think everyone's played it. And if you are a video game historian, um, you you know of a, of it and you've probably played it just for how how uh influential it was on gaming as a whole without uh, gta 3 uh gaming landscape these days looks completely different honestly um let's take commercialization out of it though but yeah yeah uh it's it's nuts so what we were saying we we're saying we we're going back to a separate uh to a second uh topic here I can't remember. We went, we went bring, off the GTA thing. We're talking about uh, rap video games. There we go. There we go. Talked yeah. about uh, uh, Saints Row the Third. Uh, yeah, being yeah. Like I... the really leaning into like the gangster fantasy, like entertainment uh, style <laughs> games, man. Like where it's uh, yeah. changing up everything. Thank you. I remember where I was going with this now. So, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Wu Tang so, Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Exactly. Exactly. Um so after that I feel uh G I feel unit. rappers are they're, they're, it's one of the first music industry things that reference gaming, right? Like Biggie references Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis in, in songs. Yeah. You know, uh Super uh, Nintendo Sega Genesis, Genesis. Yes. <laughs> I could only used to drink of uh this. Yep, hell yeah. Um reads uh Word Up Word magazine. magazine. Yep. You know, um, Bone Thugs and Harmony um, on Eternal Ninety Nine. Um, that the beat is from Eternal Champions. So gaming and, and hip hop has had lived in serendipity together, right? So what what's the other big thing in the nineties and, and hip hop? Like the late eighties or early nineties is the huge come up and gangster rap started to be big. And at that same point, fighting games started were were coming up and being huge. So. What else was huge in the 90s? Wrestling. That was the Attitude Era. That was the Monday Night Wars. That was WWF versus WCW for supremacy. That was Stone Cold Steve Austin, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, The Rock, versus, you know, Hulk Hogan, 
you know, Kevin or Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, the NWO versus Goldberg, you know. Yeah. That that was it was an, an amazing time to live throughout the Monday Night thing. Wars. And uh <laughs> and we had hip hop growing. So so this next game I'm going to mention just makes perfect sense in this context. Def Jam Fight for New York and Def Jam Vendetta. It was a one-on-one yeah. fighting game with with like wrestling moves as well. It was like this perfect combination of of a fighter, a wrestling game, and and hip hop. Uh, you played as all of your favorite rappers. You had like like uh, Method Man, DMX. Uh, I'm pretty sure Snoop was in there. Uh, I can't. It was, I, I, <laughs> everywhere. I was, yeah, yeah, he's, he's everywhere. But uh, I. Uh, I always played as Method Man because Method Man, obviously Wu Tang connection, all that. So, <laughs> um, but but there, and the thing that I that I'm gonna keep keep making a point of is these games were well made. Yeah, you know, they're fun. like they're super fun. The, the The second Def Jam fighting game still has a competitive community surrounding it, man. Like to this day, 2021, people are out there going to Def Jam tournaments. <laughs> Like that's I think that people is... want like I wonder if it's um licensing or like what's tying up like the game industry from like making more of like these games because I feel like there's definitely like a big market for like the Def Jam game. Like is it just like so many names? Because like I know they had that problem with like a have like a world wrestling entertainment like WWE where like uh Vince McMahon was like having to like buy up names for like so he can use like sting and like hollywood hogan and like those are all owned by him like characters that he owns yep uh so i wonder if it's like the likeness rights and all this is like uh, all because there's, there's so many um egos like and like wrestling is probably like the closest thing that you can get to it where they're independent contractors they're out there putting like a lot like always entertaining like 320 days uh in the round circle going at it, like putting their bodies on the line, but there's no other feeling down like the planet. Uh, and then you also have like rappers who are kind of doing the same thing, minus putting their body on the line, where they're like going out there entertaining and like performing night after night. So like the egos, they're all contractors. Like I wonder how hard it is to like get a group of those like people. And like, they all have like a hustle mentality too, of like starting businesses and like building their shit where it's like, uh, was it like two chain had like a Santa app or some shit? It was like two chain dabbing with the elves or some crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like they're like, why Soldier Boy like trying to do like his Soldier Boy consoles where he's like, oh maybe I could sell like this like third party shit was probably illegal, but whatever, I'm gonna throw this up. And everyone's like, bro, you, I don't think you can do that. You can't. Those have like licensed games on it. Like, like whoever's your business manager's like fucking you over partner like you can't be doing this uh, but yeah so we're like they all they all want to like build their own shit where they're like why be licensed out on some other, why be on that pimp game shit why be a hoe when i can be a pimp <laughs> <laughs> so i i can answer that um the big thing at that point in time was def jam was still around uh they they still owned like the masters from that glorious era of hip hop from a lot of these, a lot of these companies and Def Jam had the clout where people wanted to be associated with it. When Def Jam decided to, to take their, their rappers and make a game with it, they actually had rappers 
they actually consulted rappers on what kind of game that they should make using their music and things like that. And like I said, it combined fighters, hip hop, um, and wrestling. And uh, and because Def Jam owned all these rights and they owned they owned the music, the rappers were were like, oh, I'm going to be in a video game. So it was like the novelty of being in a game. So they like lent themselves out to it. And like uh, a quick aside, like if you were part of the focus testing, yeah, uh, please release that data for. Like it, like the interviews, like if you have like uh like you're sitting down with like all these rappers and you're like, what kind of video game do you want to be? <laughs> like I want to see that like documentary dude of like them going to like interview them like ah, wrestling, fighting. All right, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like so, it's like music, and it's just like a big circle. And they're like, "How can we put this shit together?" <laughs> um. So, so they, you know, they made two games with it. Now, here is where the glory stops, and I, I just want to pause before I get to this next point, and just to say, uh, those of you with a with a PS2, those of you with access and the know-how to use emulators, make if if you like hip hop, if you like solid fighting games, if you like wrestling games, give Def, the two Def Jam games a try. Like they're legitimately good. I can't. the The whole point of this pod today is just to show like like um, like the hustle versus. It doesn't matter what your name is. It's make a good game, you know, um, and rappers are at a point where they're making good games you know and, and they yeah, love the media been doing it for a while so here's here's where it goes off the rails so after uh, i think fight for new york was the second game oh no it's vendetta i think it was vendetta was the second game and uh, uh they decided to switch switch developers and i believe ea pu- published it and then came out def jam icon where some suits um or wanted to retool everything they're like let's focus more on the music man so you had uh these powers where where you dropped the bass and it like exploded the whole level they used the fight night round three engine uh so you know great great boxing engine horrible engine for wrestling or fighting um uh the the game was slow it was floaty uh they the the music selection was pretty good, but uh, they missed the one thing when you're making these types of over the top games starring you know rappers or celebrities. Make it fun. They they missed that part. They the fighting system was so bare bones. The grapple system was so bare bones. It was like you're playing a game released in the early '80s, you know, with a spiffy coat of paint. It was god awful it was horrible um so after that the i I believe def jam completely went under i think they i think they uh got bought by someone else who like owns all the def jam stuff right now uh ea the game or the music the music the music after the game like that like this is our this was the def jam studios last ditch effort to um save that property and get new artists signed and stuff um, so I, I think they're it's like Def Jam still exists today, today, but it's like under a parent company. Yeah, um, it's bigger. I want to. I want to say Hostile Takeover. Yeah, yeah. I think P Diddy might own it. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm just talking my ass at this point. But uh, but yeah, there's uh, a lot the game of uh, mo- again that hustle culture. You got like P Diddy. You got uh, what's his face? He's married to Beyonce. Jay Z. Yeah. Yeah. You got the Jay Z. Like all these guys, like 
uh, even like E40, where like they're branching out like E40. He's like, I'm trying to make a billion dollars. Yeah. Now he's got his like, uh, he sells 40s now. I think they're called E40s. E- E40s, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like a weird champagne hey, man, your, company or wine. Yeah, like your... uh, Snoop Dogg's Wine, which we've mentioned uh, many times on this podcast. It's just called like 42 Crimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, so these guys always branch out. They're trying to like do clothing. They're trying to do you know everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it makes sense that like when you get to that level, like you're buying up smaller studios. And that's kind of like a a bit of the nefarious uh, thing about music companies in general. Like any art that you do, like when yeah. you sign up to like a bigger company, like sometimes those bigger companies don't want you to succeed, like with your property. Because they have something that's kind of like what you're doing coming out and they just don't want you to compete. So they'll give you like a lot of upfront money where they're like, oh, here's like your signing bonus. Here's like, you know, a hundred thousand, here's like sixty thousand, here's two hundred thousand. Uh, but they're like just paying you not to make music, not to tour. Uh same thing with like video games. They're like basically paying you, hoping you're not gonna make a milestone, not like release. And if you do release, it's gonna be limited to like like certain platforms and stuff like uh where their goal was always to like have a hostile takeover and own completely everything you do. Uh, that's the age old uh, pimp po game, bro. Like yeah, the oldest yeah, profession. Just, just like well, the the relationship um, between NWA and their manager, um, and that uh, Easy E, you know, was who they wanted to market because he's the most marketable and easiest to manipulate, and that's when. Ice Cube left because he was tired of being, you know, after with no Vaseline, you know? <laughs> well, it's uh, also like they take the risk, right? Where it's like these publishers are taking the risk. Where That's why they give you the money. Where it's yeah. like you're just as likely to fail as succeed, especially in creative endeavors. So it's like, yeah, they they ripped you off. But also you didn't fucking know you'd be this big. They didn't know you're going to be this big. Uh, I, I think like a lot of people don't understand like contracts as well. Like, so like the, you see this with like, uh, in comic books a lot because Stan Lee was bought up a bunch of shit for like basically a ham sandwich. He was like, Oh, here's a hundred dollars. I'll buy up your characters. Uh, cause like he always had like a bigger business vision for things. So he bought up a bunch of characters from like, uh, Jack Kirby from like, uh, well, Jack Kirby was his partner, but yeah. <laughs> He bought up his characters though for like, yeah, and so like, yeah, he's he a state. Uh, they're like, bro, you ripped him off. He came up with like X, Y, and Z. Like, you see this with the guys who like came up with like a uh, Superman and shit, where they like, you know, sold all the everything for like a hundred bucks. But it's like, yeah, that's what it was worth at the time. You can't come back now, sixty years later, that I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars developing storylines, like uh, other artists and writers, and now late like, I have a movie franchise. Now that I have like, he's on like every fucking you know, plate and cup, like at a child's birthday party, you want a taste of that money too, bro? Like he was worth a ham sandwich. Like you had rent to pay, like that was it. Uh, and so like, but again, like that's me cause I'm a pimp. So I'm selling the pimp game to the hose right now. <laughs> like, but like, like you gotta like have like a bigger vision. I think for like yourself too, like as an artist, I'd be like, have some self-worth, have some worth like in your creations. Uh, and, but you also have to be willing to like hustle and like put in that work to, to build up like to a million dollar IP or a million dollar idea. Like, uh, and like, you're going to like, you're going to get a lot of notes. You're going to get a lot of bad deals. Uh, and like, you gotta be willing to be like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'd rather 
sell my tapes like out of the back. I'd rather tour with somebody else uh, and like make money this way for a yeah. little bit. And like, it, it doesn't work out all the time, man. Like for the majority of like people like in the artistic endeavor, like, and that's why publishers give people such bad deals at back. Like where they, the math works out where it's like seven people that they sign are going to fail completely. They're never going to make any money. Uh, two of them are going to break even. And then one of them, it's going to get so big that it pays for all seven of those failures and the other two successful people that they broke even on. It's going to make, they're basically building the studio. So for like every 10, one of them is going to like hit, uh, two of them are going to break even seven are going to go bad. And there's no guarantee. Like you kind of like are trying to use your intuition, you're trying to use like your best judgment. A lot of publishers go bankrupt as well. Like we're just talking about death row records where it's like, how did that happen? You have so much talent. You have such a catalog. You have a, uh, you're building like video games. You're getting like out of just like one industry. You're trying to be like multifaceted. You're trying to be like a huge multimedia corporation, but it's like, yeah, you just hit like, uh, you know, law of averages or like you get bad people in there who don't understand, like having an eye for talent, treating talent well. Uh, and then like, you have like a, a bunch of ex rappers who are like giving, giving way better deals to people now yeah. where they're like, you're going to own your shit. I'm going to help promote you. And I just want like a cut on the back end. Uh, because I don't want you to have to like get fucked like we did, like going yeah. like through bad management or bad uh, publishers or whatever. Uh, yeah. But like, it, it's tough, man. Like any any creative endeavor, like you see it with books, where like book publishers they don't give a fuck about you. Like their editor is gonna be shit, and like all they're gonna do is get your book in a store, and then it's up to you to sell it. Basically, <laughs> like you have to like go to like book signings. You have to be like trying to sell online. Like it's up to you to like build it. Uh, yeah, True. man. True, true. Yeah, so uh like you said, uh the suits at EA had no idea what they had with the Def Jam game and they just screwed it up. Screwed it up. Um and this was around the time where they just kept releasing trash after trash after building up goodwill with um their originals program with like uh Mirror's Edge is is one of the big ones, Dead Space, and then suits were all like this did pretty well let's just let's let's make it better by adding these things that are popular and it just tanked everything um you know we we dead space stopped at three it should have stopped at at two because the third one was crap uh you know def jam with the icon was crap uh mirror's edge 2 came out and just lost all the soul that made mirror's edge 1 great uh, like it's like the big the big suits are just that that's the thing that that ruins a lot of this creativity you know um which sucks it just becomes like cash grabs a lot of times they'll uh sublet it out to a different uh studio mm-hmm. like you're saying like it's not the original people not the original team yep. anymore yep. it's like oh uh everything's like a widget and all these are just factories and i can just take this widget and put it in any other factory and they're going to be able to uh spin it into magic yep. <laughs> like yep yep so uh and then let's I just, I just have to, you know, give give props to the hustle on on the hip hop thing, and but that doesn't mean that all, you know, hip hop games in the future will be bad. I mean, we had other games that used hip hop as a vehicle that were fantastic. Uh, a game, if we're talking about hip hop and games, there's one game that we can't not talk about: Parappa the Rapper. Oh, yeah. um, it was, you know, safe raps that anyone could rap along to. The, it was punch. A, Solid, Solid in the mind. In the mind. <laughs> yes. If you want to test me, I'm sure you're fine. 
Yep, yep, yep. Crack, crack, you. crack the egg into the bowl. Power <laughs> to the bowl, making me a cake. Yeah, see, you know, I mean, Prappa is basically like you're basically a twelve uh, year old Will Smith, right? <laughs> making, making raps with your <laughs> friends, and uh, you know, the game was How great. How come we haven't got a new like Parappa the Rapper style game? There is actually uh, the original developers started a Kickstarter to make a new game. I can't remember what it's called. I'll research it and put it here. <laughs> you know, will you? I, I think will. I'm on this one, aren't I? No, no, no. If I'm, I'm on, on this I'm on. one, I'm not doing any research. I'm on. You're this not going to see nothing. I'm on it. I'm on it. You'll see it. You'll see it. <laughs> I'm on this one. Uh, you're on the That's next one. That's my turn. guarantee. <laughs> I, I believe it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. No, you had Parappa the Rappa, and then they took Can I that. take a moment? Like, we're like, uh, when I'm editing these sometimes, and you're yeah. like, oh, and we'll add it here. I'm like, <laughs> like I'll be like, they're just like editing. I'm like, really, dude? You're just going to like, like, you're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to put like a big explosion right here. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, I guess I got to find an explosion now. Throw right here. I just, I just take that uh, that supervisor mentality, dude. Like I got that during the day job. I yeah, like I got a vision. I'm just like, this is what we're doing. Yep, yep. Got to take sorry, that yeah, rapper the rapper uh, Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, the Kickstarter that's like, there. Side track um, there. So it's so it's coming back. But um, you also had so Parappa the Rapper had a sequel on the PS2. I'm Jeremy Lammy also, which was if you you don't like rap, you like you like uh, rock and roll. There's Unjammer Lammy for you. Uh, same same gameplay, different genre of music, and that also had a sequel. I think that uh, that we talked about rhythm games in a previous pod too. But those are two games that that um, that had a lot of uh, that took what was popular in the entertainment sphere and just gamified it. And they had this these legions of fans, including myself, that remember it fondly and are craving more games like it. But then from Parappa the Rappa, you had like more different music games. Like um, I'd, I'd put uh, Patapoon in that same vein of you c- consistently keeping the beat to uh, like to a rhythm, rhythm and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean you, you, you know, got vocal yeah. game, uh, garage bands or whatever. You got your uh, yeah. the guitar heroes. You guitar got the hero, elite beat agents. Band. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of beat rhythm games, but look, I'm surprised there's not more. Like they, I think they had like. Sing Stars was that a thing? Yeah, I think it was like a karaoke game, and I want to say they had a rap version yep, of it they at did. some point. They did. So, I mean, like, it's weird that like they're not trying more stuff like that though. Like, with like the technology's gotten way better. Like, because we're talking about like rapper the rapper, where it was like really bad sound, like audio. It would be like it kick a punch. It's like okay, like you're trying to rap along, but like it's not quite there. Where uh, like a lot of like vocal recognition's gotten better. A lot of like vocoding's gotten a lot better. Like uh, a lot of the major conglomerates, P Diddy, has yeah. owned like so much of the libraries now. Where it's like all the licenses are like in certain silos now, where you can like tap into like that and be like, "Are right, we just going to use like this?" Uh, you know, bit. I know like a lot of it also became tricky with. Uh, Trick it, trick it, trick it with the <laughs> licensing with the because after Guitar Hero like kind of popped off, yeah. Uh, a lot of them signed deals, much like those early Netflix things where they're like, Oh, digital rights, what is this? Whatever, it's free money. Uh, so the studio signed like all these digital right deals for like their movies again. That pimp game, gotta have the yep. vision. Uh, yep. so they signed like a lot of long term contracts and they're like, We got fucking robbed. And it's like, No, you got <laughs> you got free, you got your ham sandwich, bro calm down like you got that you you got exactly what it was worth at the time like 
yep. it could have Netflix could have just as easily failed. People could have been like, "Fuck this!" The internet uh, isn't quite there yet. Like they took like so much gambling, like mailing out DVDs and shit. They're running at it like a ridiculous loss for years. But they're like, eventually the internet will get there. It'll be a thing. Trust me, uh, you know. And so like they're taking all the risks. But like I, I think like after Guitar Hero hit, there was a lot of contracts like that as well, where like a lot of music groups and uh studios and like uh big labels like signed all these digital right contracts and they're like i didn't know youtube was going to be a fucking thing i didn't know like uh guitar hero was going to be a thing like i feel like we got fucking robbed this is bullshit they ripped us off it's like no do you got what it was worth at the time you didn't know it was going to blow it could have just as easily went to zero yeah. So, so just like you, you've been saying and you've been reiterating time and time again man be a pimp not a hoe Right, yep. like, like you want to pimp out, you don't want to hoe out. That's that's the moral of this pod. Man. Like the the pimp games hustling twenty four seven. Yeah, be out there making moves, looking down the horizon. Yep. Uh, hoes just lay on their back, bro. That's. <laughs> I mean, you gotta decide what you want to do. You gonna lay on your back and take, it, or are you gonna be out there getting it, dude? <laughs> I'm. Gonna- I'm so glad I label this pod explicit. <laughs> Lay on your back and take. That's true, though. That's true. metaphorically speaking. <laughs> it's, depends on which label you're going with, right? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. It's not <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. I, I just I, I think that's that's a good ass closing thought. Uh, do you want to? Uh, we're, we're nearing the end of the of the pod, so do you want to add a, like a cherry on top of that at all, or or did you say what you had to say? Not pimps up, hose down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, that's, all, that's keep your that's pimp good. hand way strong, bro. <laughs> but I, I think too is uh, like for me, don't judge. Just don't judge a book by its cover. You know, I think that that a lot of people just wrote off these hip hop oriented games as as like cash grab trash when they're just, they're straight diamonds, man. They're they're they're. The games we mentioned, the games we talked about today, legitimately good. Like the 50 Cent games actually have a decent Metacritic score for what they are, you know? Um, it's it's what it is. And from a like creator's perspective, is you're right. Be a pimp, not a hoe. Keep that hustle. Keep that hustle yeah. going. 